Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, and we are on the verge of having a new head coach at the University of Washington. Everything indicates that Jed Fish, the head coach at Arizona, will be the new head coach, and we're doing things a little bit different where we will typically just wait until it is official, but all words are, everything's indicating that that's going to be the hire, and You'll have to excuse us up front because all three of us will be multitasking. Our text messages are blowing up. We're checking online and checking everything and just taking everything to make sure that we get it official so it could become official during this podcast. So we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't think that this was going to happen. As most of you know, we're pretty conservative in the way that we do things. But uh, again, everything indicates that Jed Fish is the guy so just initial reactions, Chris Fetters. Um, I, I think in the short term, this is the guy they had to get because I think this is the guy that probably closestly, closest resembles the kind of guy that, that at least the kind of offense that Kalen DeBoer was running with Ryan Grubb. Um, they're clearly going to have to do some different things defensively because Johnny Nansen went from Arizona to Texas along with Dwayne Aquina. So there, there's some things they have to do there defensively, and they were going to do that anyways. So I think in terms of at least offensive identity, this is about as close as they were going to get to what Grubb and DeBoer were doing. So hopefully that means a lot of retention because there's guys that have yep. gone into the portal. Hopefully they can get them back. Hopefully sure. they can get some other guys to fit in the mix. But I think right now in the short term, this is the guy they had to get. And Scott, just uh, initial reactions. He was one of the first guys that I really was excited about when I when I thought about, OK, well, since we can't have you know, Washington can't have DeBoer. It's, you know, Jed Fish would be a great, you know, transition guy. There are some other guys that maybe I would have liked a little bit better um, that have been mentioned. Um, I've mentioned him on the board. I've, you know, all that different stuff. But Fish is a, seems like a good coach. He took Arizona. Arizona was depleted athletically. They were terrible. They were a horrible program when he took over. And he's built them into a team that scares everyone, really. And they, Arizona was 10 and three and they beat Oklahoma. I mean, that should tell you right there what he can do once he's given the opportunity and the and the amount of uh, time to build up his roster. And as I said, we're going to be updating some things as we do this podcast. So just a text from one of our friends over at KJR, Ashley Ryan, for all the UW flight tracker people, there's a flight on the way from Tucson to Boeing Field expected to land in just over an hour. Could be. OK, well, I already Could put it up. Nothing. I already put it up. I already put it up. <laughs> Could be nothing. Could be fishing. I, it, it really it legitimately could be nothing. But yeah. well, that's know. what I just said. Yeah, it could be yeah. nothing. But like just I said, we'll update, that. we'll update this is we're kind of going along. That's what's kind of making this one um, unique. And, you know, uh, hey, Scott, you follow the Seahawks pretty heavily. Jed Fish has got um, well, not only Jed Fish, but the offensive coordinator there. Um, has some uh, 
ties to the Seattle area. Yeah. Um, well, uh, is the guy, the, the OC, who was it? Was it Jimmy or was it uh, Jordan? No, it's oh, Pete Brennan Carroll's Carroll. kid. Oh, oh, Brennan Carroll. Sorry, my bad. All right. See, there you go. So I, my head has been spinning with all these guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, uh, it's big news, you know, to bring a guy back who knows the area, kind of knows the culture up here a little bit. Um, I don't know. How long was he at with the Seahawks? Was it two or three years, two years? Yeah. Yeah, you talking Brennan Carroll? No, Jed Fish. Fish, just one year. Oh, just one year. Okay, yeah. So, but I mean, he's been up here. He knows what it's like up here. He's been around the Pac-12 long enough to understand the Washington Husky football culture. I'm sure he's going to get another, you know, dose of that here and and kind of learn a little bit more, just like Kalen DeBoer had to, just like Troy Dannon had to when he got here. So, um, but no, it's I I think that this in the long run. Um, is a great fit from a from a coaching standpoint, um, not just philosophy, but also he understands how to build culture and he's got culture uh, or he understands the culture around the program. Just another live update, uh, according to Matt Zenitz from 24-7 that we work with pretty closely. I had a, several conversations with him last night reporting Jed Fish has started telling people at Arizona that he's accepting the head coaching job at Washington. Um, sources tell Tom Loy, who's just a great guy over at the Notre Dame site and me. Uh, Arizona has a staff meeting set for 4 p.m. Pacific time and a team meet, staff meeting at 4 o'clock and a team meeting at 4.30 per sources. And that's also been confirmed by Jason Shear, who runs the Arizona site for the 24-7 Sports Network. And he's the one that actually had initially announced that Fish is going to accept this job. And Chris, do you want to... Like I said, this is just kind of, we're just kind of all multitask. If you can get that up on the front page, it would be great if it's it not is. already it there. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like I said, you know, a little bit behind the scenes as we're doing stuff on the fly. Um, I talked to Jason Shear, who runs the Arizona site down at um, Arizona. A couple of bits of information from him. Uh, he said uh, Fish's buyout is approximately $5.5 million, which is really uh, not that bad since Washington got $12 million on um, on Kalen DeBoer. So they've got some wiggle room there to work with. Also asked him which assistants on the staff that he would imagine coming over. Um, and he said probably Jimmy Doherty, who was a wide receiver coach here under Rick Neuheisel. So he's got some history. He said that their uh, wide receivers coach Cummings uh, would probably come with them. And then uh, Jordan Powell, the tight end coach, it was here for a long time, would probably be coming with them. And, and Chris, I can't wait to see Jordan back in the end zone on those 95 degree days, all in his sweated, sweating gear, just running back and forth in the end zone, just trying to sweat it out. He just he looked like one, he always looked like one of those guys that was trying to to get weight for wrestling. Right. Yeah. Like he was always trying to make weight. And it was, it was just really, really funny to watch. But. Uh, one of my favorite coaches, Jordan, is fantastic. If people don't remember, Jordan's the one that brought Jack West over to UW as a walk-on initially. So he has a, obviously a phenomenal eye for the evaluations and finding the the hidden gems. I would also say, obviously, Jimmy Doherty has connections with Sark. Um, he'll he would be the quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. But the nice thing about this is is that the, it's a nice setup, kind of like with DeBoer and Grubb, with the kind of the, their setup. The, the setup with Fish and and, and um, Jimmy Doherty is very similar as well. And the other thing with Brendan Carroll is that Brendan Carroll comes, he's also the offensive line coach, which is interesting that he's the O-line coach and the coordinator. So clearly they've made it work really, really well. 
yeah. down in Tucson. But there's certainly some some threads uh, with Washington already that makes it uh, an even better kind of uh, connection so far. Hey, Scott, a couple more notes, you know, I should comment on these. But back in the day when Jimmy Doherty was here, if I recall, his um, his dad was a big time football coach back in the Midwest. I think it was Michigan. So, yeah. He, and then he went and worked for Harbaugh or was it Harbaugh or somebody else that he went and worked for? But whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. And the other thing is we knew Jordan pretty well when he was here, Jordan Pow Pow. And I just remember um, when he did not get retained, he was crushed. He was really crushed. He really loved it here. So if Jordan has a chance to come back, I'm going to be pretty happy for that guy. He's uh, still got some UW DNA in him. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was the holdover from um, Sark to Peterson. Right. Like like Scott Huff was the one from Jimmy Lake to uh, um, to uh, DeBoer. Um, Jordan Pow Pow was that bridge from Sark to Peterson and, and really integrated himself well, recruited pretty well at the position. And he he recruits down there pretty well as well. He, he doesn't just help out with the tight ends. He does a lot of other stuff with the offensive guys. And he's someone who I mean. If uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the tight end that signed with Oregon, but then I think transferred out, I, I can't remember where he wound up, but he was a big time tight end, uh, tight end guy. And when Jordan wasn't retained, uh, he basically eliminated Washington because he was set to commit to Washington. And, Are you talking about uh, Matavao? Yeah, Mateo Matavao. Did he end yeah. up at uh, UCLA? Yeah, my, I, I'm, I honestly, unless the kids are that interested in Washington afterwards, I, I have a hard time keeping track of them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know that he signed with Oregon, but then I can't remember what he ended up doing. Anyway, whatever it was, Jordan Pow Pow can recruit and he's got a great eye for evaluation and he does have um, the, uh, what do you call it? The desire to be an offensive coordinator down the road. I don't know about head coach, but definitely wants to be an offensive coordinator down the road. So um, he has learned more of the offense than just what the tight ends do. And also think about it this way, guys. Not only did he get Westover, but think about the other guys that are in the NFL right now, like Drew Sample, uh, Will Disley. I mean, mm-hmm. Pow Pow is, is a guy that can produce him. He can evaluate him and he can develop him and get him to the next level. Obviously, that's what everyone's looking for. Yeah, you know, um, selfishly, I'm hoping that he can reach out to Scott Huff and see if Scott wants to remain here. I texted with him a little bit last night. Uh, we'll see if that can happen. But uh, is there anybody on this current staff that you would think that has a chance of um, remaining here on staff? I would have said Nick Sheridan for a while, depending on who the coach was. Um, but since it sounds like Jimmy Doherty has a good opportunity to come back, since it sounds like Jordan Pow Pow, possibly Brennan Carroll, I, I, I just don't see a place for Nick Sheridan on the staff, um, a spot. But he's one that I could have seen sticking around. I also could have, I also could have seen uh, Jamarcus Shepard um, sticking around, but it sounds like he's headed to Alabama. Um, so you know, um, you know, maybe William Inge. I, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, the only one I'm looking at that maybe has a shot is uh, Lee Marks. Well, there's yeah. yeah, Lee Marks could do it because it, it, there's no we have no idea um, what Scotty Graham's going to do at Arizona. He's their running backs coach, and it hasn't really been announced what Lee Marks's future is going to be at Alabama because it's been reported by some that Scott Huff will join um, yeah. Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer down uh, at Alabama. Now, defensively, it could be a field day because 
it really sounds like both Chuck Cecil and Ricky Hunley, um, both really obviously very proud um, UA alums and coaches there are probably not going to come to Seattle. And so you're looking at trying to fit in some defensive back coaches, some linebacker coaches, some defensive line coaches. Now they've got Inoki Brechterfield already in Seattle. He Maybe he could stay. Um, you know, they've got to replace an edge coach anyways because they don't have Eric Schmidt. Could Julius Brown stay? He could be a guy that I could see stay, depending on what happens, because they because Fish is not going to be bringing a DB coach with him. So lots of lots of lots of holes to fill on the defensive side for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, no, it's just crazy, and not only this coaching search has been crazy, but it just seems like everybody entered the portal, and the one that I was kind of hoping wouldn't was Austin Mack, but that sure looks, that happened, and you know, Nate Kaleppo entered the transfer portal, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of roster retention he can get. Well, right now I updated the roster numbers, guys, earlier today um, when there was a handful of guys like Nate Kaleppo, uh, Dyson McCutcheon. Um, God, there was a couple of other guys. Mack, Austin Mack. Aust- yeah, no, well, obviously Austin Mack. And then I think there was another one. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, clearly Austin Mack is, is the guy for the future that everyone wanted to see if they could hold. Want to caution Washington fans, going into the portal is not a big deal anymore. He can very easily come out. So you can envision a situation where when Fish is announced and he and he does his talks with the team and, and gets to talk to some of the individuals. Austin Mack's still on campus, guys. He's still going to school, doing hey, all that stuff. Hey, they Chris, pull- one, one thing to add real quick. I'm sorry, just to add context. The entire wide receiver group was leaving when DeBoer was hired. Yeah. And they got them to stay. So yeah, it can so, happen. Sorry, Chris, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 but but you're right. But it's but it's the point of fact is it's just when people when when fans see players going into the portal, they think that they're just going to transfer out and there's no way they can come back. They can absolutely come back. And usually, what you will find, like if you looked at Jonathan Smith when he went to Michigan State, a ton of Michigan State guys went in the portal before he got there. A ton are now going back to Michigan State because they've gotten a chance to talk to him learned about his vision, what he's about, got to know him a little bit. 
And so that that's a real common thing right now. That dynamic is going to happen at Washington. So you could very easily see Austin Mack at Washington again, because right now, uh, Demarcus Davis is the only is the only quarterback on scholarship at Washington right now, technically. Now, Marcius is like, man, I made the right choice. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, with a guy like Fish and with the offense they run, it, it could end up being a phenomenal fit for a guy like that. Yeah. yeah now, hey, the, hey, Scott, hey, Scott, real quick. Um, Keona White uh, entered the transfer portal. Will was it? Will Height. Will Height. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he committed to Arizona? Yes, he was. Yep. So they've got a good shot of keeping him then. Uh, well, why did he decommit? Yeah, that's what you got to think about. And how, how was the decommit handled by Fish and his staff? There you go. That's what you really have to wait and see. And yep. his 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 teammate, Elijah Rushing, was also really interested in Washington, and he ended up going to Arizona. So well, no, that brings did, up a, did he? That, I thought he signed with someone else. He may have signed with someone else. I can't remember. It's Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all very he confusing. Decommitted what, to, he but decommitted the point to. is, there are guys down in Arizona now that will likely come with Fish and their coaches to Seattle mm-hmm. because, you know, you look at Noah Fafita, their quarterback, you look at Tedaroa McMillan, you look at Jacob Cowing, because one of the coaches that we fully expect that you guys talked about, Kevin Cummings, receivers coach. Well, guy like Tedaroa McMillan or Jacob Cowing, I don't know if Cowing's got any eligibility left, but Tedaroa McMillan for sure. Could you see him in Seattle? I think oh, absolutely. Distinct, yeah, distinct possibility. Yeah, so I'm expecting a press conference tomorrow, Chris. Is that what you're guessing? No, I, I expected all this to come out while we were covering the the Washington UCLA basketball game today in a couple <laughs> hours. That's what I was fully expecting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see maybe an announcement tonight with the official unveiling sometime tomorrow. So that could easily happen. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that's um, a little unnerving is you know just a lot of people telling me that Jed Fish has got that wandering eye. Uh, he his um, I think he's with Wasserman. He's not with Jimmy Sexton, but not yet. You know, people just saying he's waiting for that UCLA job and Chip Kelly to open up and the Florida job to open up or an NFL gig to open up. So um, it'll be interesting to see the contract terms and see what the buyout is. And, you know, I think the thing that Washington needed more so than anything was somebody that was going to be here for a while, some some stability. And I can't say I'm convinced of that right now. So but, you know, it's it's early. I I fully agree with you, Kim. That was my biggest hesitation with fish. If that wasn't something to you know have a worry about then really I didn't have any worries with anything else he's been able to do he's a good recruiter a uh, very good recruiter actually considering what he was recruiting too down there he's a good developer of of talent he knows how to call an offense he's he's got a modern offense this isn't going to be Iowa um you know it's he's and he knows how and he's got a good coaching tree he's also on, I say only but he's also only 47 you know the guy the guy still has you know, a good 15 to 20 years of of coaching before he's going to be done, you know, and everything. So um, the one the other thing to consider is I talked to somebody that all three of us know, and he said, I don't know why everybody's so concerned about Jed Fish having a wandering eye. He goes, I know he's taken a lot of jobs and only lasted an average of about 2.3 years or whatever it is. But he said a lot of those were because the head coach he worked for got fired or um, it was a job promotion for him. Um, and he's not talking about a straight, straight up like OC to OC kind of a deal. It was more, 
um, OC to, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, quarterbacks coach to OC or wide receivers, you know, whatever it was, assistant coach to OC and things like that. And he said, that's why he took a lot of the jobs that he took. And, and so, um, this person said, I understand why everybody's concerned because Florida is, uh, isn't that where he went to high, uh, college? Isn't that what, what, what it was? Yes. He has a tie to them. For, so yeah, he graduated he from Florida. Florida graduated from Florida and you know, he's an, he, he would love to be in the NFL, I think at some point, but um, you know, if Washington can get four five, six years out of him, I think everything, you know, I think that you're, you're in good shape. I mean, look, I will fully admit, I thought Kalen DeBoer was going to be here for five to 10 years at the university of Washington at minimum. I just, I had this, I mean, I, I naivete about me. I, I don't go into the Jed Fish one thinking that. But if Washington can get four or five years out of him, heck, he was at Arizona, what, three or four years, right? Whatever it was, you know, he's gone. He's, he, he stuck around at a program that a lot of people wouldn't have stuck around at. And this is his first opportunity to go to a a, a job at a power two school because it really is a power two pro, you know, power two situation right now. And um, I think he sees a lot of benefits up here at the University of Washington. And just to remind people, he, he spent three years at Arizona. 2021, he went 1-11. and 11. 2022, he went 5-7. and seven. And then this last year, he won. He went 10-3, and three, including a win in the Alamo Bowl. And gave Washington everything they could handle in the last couple of years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say, what does this mean for the University of Washington? And I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll give Washington credit. We've been through coaching searches before, Chris. They keep they kept a lid on this. They really did. You know, we had we had it on pretty good authority that Jed Fish was interviewing. Um, there's a lot of other names that were thrown out there that uh, we could never verify. But uh, no, they kept a tight lid on this. Absolutely. No, this was this was well done. Um, but th- again, still we're, we're kind of recording all this while we're gathering in the information and and making some some pretty big assumptions about the information we're getting. Now we've done this a while, so we feel pretty confident this is the direction it's going, and it should end up with Fish as Washington's next head coach. But yeah, th- this was a situation where they kept a lot of things under wraps. It's it's kind of the classic uh, coaching search nowadays. You identify a few guys. You maybe let it known that some other guys might be interested. You see if, if their agents can go ahead and use that to maximize their leverage for a, for an extension and a raise and all this. Meanwhile, all that stuff's going on in, in the right hand, and then the left hand is kind of over here doing something else, trying to find your, your next head coach without uh, too much knowledge. But, you know, it is also with the social uh, social networking age, once this smoke really hit kind of, terminal velocity it doesn't take long for this thing to turn into a a full-on uh full-on brush fire scott he doesn't have any time to rest he's got to get up here he's got to meet with the team he's got to start contacting all of these guys who have entered the transfer portal maybe talk to roger rosengarden possibly about returning maybe talk to dylan johnson about possibly returning I, i think that's a long shot but you have to do that as well as um you know as well as developing a staff and then Spring football is only about 60 days away. He's got yeah. his hands full. Yeah, absolutely. Is. And they got to get into winter conditioning. Not only that, is Ron McKeefery going? Do we even know if Ron McKeefery is headed to uh, Alabama? As a strength coach, yeah. As a strength coach. I mean, if you can keep him. Now, Jed Fish might have his guy that he brings with him from 
the University of Arizona. But uh, in the offseason, as much as the coaching staff is very important, and obviously it is, the strength and conditioning staff is the most important part of what wash uh, of what any school any uh nfl or i'm sorry college football program does in the off season and ron mckeefery has these guys dialed in and they know his workouts and they 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 were pushed real hard they had done a good job and um you know i i really am interested to see what ron mckeefery ends up doing well, before um, Alabama offered Ryan Grubb the offensive coordinator position back at Alabama, mm-hmm. they offered Ron McKeefrey a job back there as well. Oh, okay. Well, then he's probably gone. <laughs> they offered him too. Yeah, uh, and he, yeah. he has connections because he's coached at places like Tennessee, so that's not foreign to him at all. No, no, it's too bad. He's a, he's a really good strength and conditioning coach. Good dude too. The players yeah. love him. The, the players, players love, love him. him. He was always great with us. He wasn't Ivan Lewis great with us. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, he was a guy who I mean, as much as I liked um, Tim uh, Saha, you know, I mean, he was a great guy to talk to off the record. But when you talk to him on the record, he was like, no, I'm not talking to you on the record. So, I mean, he was tough to deal with at times. But, um, you know, McKeefrey was always great with us. Uh, first time I ever attended winter workouts was with him. And that was last year. So um, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Ninth head coach we've covered, Chris Fetters, number yep. nine, and that would be 11 if you count Bob Gregory and Tui. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't, I wouldn't count those, but uh, yeah, you could technically, I suppose. Okay, I will say that it's uh, like I said, technically it's only eight, Chris, because I don't count Tyrone. There you go. Well, you you guys mentioned, kind of mentioned that it, you know, it could be within 60 days or so when um, spring ball starts. Now, this could be this could be something where it preempts it all the way to the beginning of April. Because as we know, DeBoer split things up a little bit. They gave him a week or so uh, last March and then basically gave him a month and then finished it all off in April. That they may have to they may have so much work behind the scenes that they may have to delay it until the beginning of April, like most of Washington's spring practices have gone. So it'll be interesting to see how their calendar really goes moving forward. Yeah, guys, I know that uh, we could go all day on this, but I want to cut it short. We've got a lot of work to do, and uh, we'll probably be podcasting again here shortly. And we want to get this up for you guys. We try to get stuff out as fast as we can with as much uh, – with as much – how do we want to say it? With We don't want to jump the gun, but we're pretty confident in this one. So uh, just wrap it up last minute, Scott. Uh, best situa- Best case situation that Washington realistically had an opportunity to – to uh, fill uh, Kalen DeBoer's spot. Uh, Kalen, the Kalen DeBoer stuff happened real quick, and it really caught a lot of people off guard from what we're aware of. Um, I'm sure Troy Dannon had some clue what was going on, but maybe not to the extent that it ended up being. But um, great hire. I think he can build a culture. I think he can recruit. I think this this roster is going to look a lot different, but it's also going to have some familiar names that already in the portal and i think he'll be able to reel them back in so um we'll be real interesting to see what he's able to build can washington be a bold team next year i think they could um but you know he's got a lot of work ahead of him and uh, it's going to be kind of interesting and fun to cover at the same time chris setters wrap it up yeah getting the guy like jed fish is going to be really really interesting from the offensive point of view because they have a lot of offensive pieces set even with losing as many as they are And Fish, he brings a real pro resume with him. He's a pro guy. And so that should be really appealing 
not just to the Washington players looking to come back or even bringing up Arizona players, but also just scouring the network because he clearly has a pretty wide array. He's been up and down the West Coast. He knows what that's like. He's a well-known name, well-respected. And like the quarterbacks, for instance, he has so much experience as a quarterbacks guy. You would think that would attract top quarterbacks. So even a guy like Will Rogers, who went back in the portal, could Will Rogers come back to Washington? 100%. 100%. If he knew that he was going to get coached by a guy like Jed Fish or Jimmy Doherty, what have you, that could be very appealing to a guy like Rogers. So we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be extremely busy, as, as Kim has pointed out. A lot of guys are going to be moving in and that, trying to figure out the coaches first. And then once the coaches are solidified, then it should be a mad scramble to see what kind of players they can get. Again, just one more time, nothing has been officially announced, but we're confident enough to do this podcast. And uh, it's like we always say, things can change. But, uh, boy, I put heavy money on this happening right now. So we just wanted to get this out for you guys as fast as we can. Four o'clock basketball game today with uh, – Washington at UCLA and UCLA coming off is bludgeoning a good word of bludgeoning by Utah. So um, you might have an angry UCLA team at home against University of Washington this afternoon. So um, just for those who don't subscribe, we're still running that 60 percent off your annual subscription promotion. So mm, there's a lot going to be happening. We're just as, as the team said, we ain't done yet. There's still a lot of work to do. So. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grinolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.